0: Hello, and welcome to the More Than Moves podcast, where we explore all the different things that we can do together as an elders form beyond helping people move. I'm here with Jonathan McPhee, and I'm excited to learn a little bit more about the things that he is interested in. And normally, I would ask him to introduce himself, get a little bit of background about himself. But for that, I will point you to a episode of the Ward Family podcast, which is being released at the same time as this one. And so you can learn all about Jonathan and his background there. And so Jonathan, you're a busy guy. You work at Google. You are a bishop uh, in the Al Camino Award. So you may not have tons of time to yourself these days. But when you do have some time to do fun things, like what do you enjoy doing?
1: I am interested in a lot of different things and have very little time to do any of them. But I would say the things that bubble up to the top would certainly be Cycling So I got into cycling about 10 years ago, and I do a lot of that that probably takes up the vast majority of any free time I have but being very interested in computers and computer science I think it's very hard to get into that side of things without being somewhat interested in video games Which I know comes with a stigma, but I'm here to help reduce that stigma if I can um, so I do, I do play video games much less now than before, but I played a lot uh, growing up and through my college years and early married years. Uh, I also am very, very passionate about music. So I would say those three kind of round out 99 plus percent of my time and my effort when it comes to hobbies.
0: Okay, so I'm going to attempt to go from what I think is probably least passionate to most passionate. <laughs> So if we start off briefly with the video games, so you were talking about sometimes there's a little bit of a stigma there, but like what kinds of video games are we talking about and how often do you kind of play these days?
1: It's very variable, but I will say just as a plug for video games not being the source of all evil, when I was growing up. I got into computer programming which later led to my profession because my older brothers who are four and five years older than I am were making choose-your-own-adventure games on a Commodore 64 and I saw that and I said well that's cool I want to do that how do I make video games and from that I learned how to program from that I learned how to do a lot of computer related things I've always been very interested in that I am probably a franchise uh, video game player. So I will follow anything that has anything to do with Star Wars. Basically any Star Wars video game, I've probably played it. I'm also, I don't do this very much now, but I used to be very deep into all of the music simulation games. So I beat all of the Guitar Hero and Rock Band games on every instrument on Expert. And I'm a little embarrassed to think about how much time that took to do, how much time I could have spent learning something, anything more worthwhile. But it was a nice bridge between my interest in music and my interest in video games. And then I also, this might be the most embarrassing thing, but I'll I'll add some advice here at the end. I play a game called World of Warcraft. It's a very old game. It's this kind of online role-playing game. And It's one of those typical games and there have been so many articles over the years about this where it's extremely addictive and it's a subscription game So in theory you could subscribe and just play that for hours on end and people have people have lost their jobs lost their Families lost their health over binging on games like this and so what I do is I will make myself a list Of the things that i want to accomplish in the game i will accomplish those things i will check them off the list and then i will unsubscribe until the next expansion or content update and that's actually kind of how i do video games in general i will have a queue i will list out the games i want to uh, beat or accomplish when i have time i will do it and then i will check that off my list and if the queue is empty then i won't play video games and if the queue is very full then i will try to sneak in as much as i can which isn't very much.
0: So just as like two qu- quick parallels. So I got into, I was a computer science major at MIT and the way that I got into that was programming on a TI-99 instead of a Commodore 64. Excellent. But it was like basically writing out like these basic programs, uh, basic programming language and then being able to modify them or like, oh, I wonder what happens if I tweak this or, you know, will that give me more points or like that kind of thing. And so that's kind of, that was my entry point as well into computer programming. And then with Warcraft, a bunch of friends and I actually got into that game like right around when I was graduating and Amy and I were dating at the time and I was like really into it. And she was like, "You, this is getting out of hand. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I think I agree with you. And then I kind of like shut it down at the time, but, uh, but I did have my Warcraft phase yeah. as well. So I'm going to hypothesize that in the sequence of least passion to most passion, so video games, then cycling, then music? Yes, all right, yes so, very all good. Right, so cycling next, <laughs> so you said that you've been doing that for give or take 10 years at this point. Yeah,
1: yeah when I say so. cycling, I don't mean I learned how to ride a bike 10 years ago. I, I learned how to ride a bike when I was pretty young. For me, a bike was very much about being able to be more independent and explore the world. And so there was a little bit of that, right? I remember one July 4th, I went out just to explore on my bike and I remember seeing these, these arrows and I just started following these random arrows on the street. Apparently there was some 4th of July breakfast slash bike ride that some community group had been hosting and I just found one of the arrows near my house. So I followed these for probably like an hour and I ended up in some random cul-de-sac, one, a community over maybe 10, 12 miles. And then I had to find my way home and I did. And so I'd been out biking for three hours or something like that. And I came home and in those days it wasn't unusual to have your kid just gone all day. I came home and my parents were like, all right, Hey, how's it going? So uh, are you ready for dinner or just something like that? Where I, I feel like now if I didn't know where my kids were for, four hours, you know, that it would be tough. But about 10 years ago, a member back in the day was called Heritage Oaks Ward. A good friend of mine, Keith Johnson, was really into cycling with a bunch of friends and he invited me to go with them to bike up the Santa Cruz Mountains. There's this road called Montebello. It's a fairly difficult climb. And I thought, you know, uh, I, I liked biking and I had done some exercise biking to try to for fitness reasons. Uh, about a year prior. And I thought, you know, maybe I could hang with them. And I showed up in this really old beat, beat down mountain bike, you know, that I'd gotten from like Walmart or Target for 60 bucks. And they all, bless their hearts, were, looked at that and said, okay, you know, why don't you borrow Betsy's bike, Keith Johnson's wife? Why don't you borrow her bike for this one? And um, you don't have any clips on your shoes. Why don't we just put flat pedals on there and you can just go with us. I had no idea I had kind of poked my head into this elite cycling clan where they all had on their spandex and they all had on their you know their clip clipless shoes and um, their carbon fiber bikes and but to my credit having biked so much over the years I actually ended up in the middle of the pack going up this thing and I really enjoyed it and so I ended up buying a bike the cheapest, reasonable road bike I could find. And I started biking with them and they had this event called something like the Heritage Oaks Century Ride where they would bike from this park called Heritage Oaks Park to San Francisco and back, 100 miles bike ride. So we had to train. And so there was this goal in mind and we had to train. And so I went out with them two to four times a week and I really got into it. I loved it. And you know, the Century Ride was excruciating but uh but i made it and i was the last one in dead dead last right and then that year i trained all year really hard and the following year i was one of the first back right i just really really latched onto this passion about cycling and this amazing feeling when you go and you tackle something as hard as biking 100 miles and so even after they kind of went on to the next thing i think the next they went off and did crossfit and then hockey and all these other things I stick with cycling so I still cycle to this day I try to do about a hundred miles a week split over the course of three or four rides I have a bike at home so right now it's raining so I, I did about 25 miles this morning just on this you know on the smart bike at home but I'll try to do about 100 a hundred miles a week and then every year I'll do two or three uh, or I should say one or two century rides Um this year I, I did a century Ride in Marin County and then another one in Sacramento and then I also have just as a the thing to cap it all off I have a bucket list item for myself to uh, bike the entire California coast and I've been doing it in small chunks so I only have about 200 miles left so I've gone from Oregon down to a little bit north of Eureka and I've gone from Fort Bragg all the way to the Mexico border So i just and i I might do this this summer so if anyone's interested feel free to hit me up those rides are much more relaxed pace it's just about the achievement of getting the entire california coast done and then once that's done uh you know maybe that'll happen the next couple years i might try oregon or and or washington and try to get the entire united states west coast but it's great there's something amazing about being able to actually see the area around you right we fly or we drive and we miss everything around us and cycling for me it's just the right speed i'm not a big hiker i'm not really big into walks it's just too slow (laughs) and too much effort right like you can coast down hills right you still have to (laughs) walk down a hill so in some ways i'm just being i'm just being lazy but it's hard to say biking over mountains lazy
0: I prefer energy efficient to uh, lazy.
1: I yes, that's the expression we should use. It's energy efficient, right? All of that potential energy I build up going to the top of the mountain, I should use that. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And then with music, so in our other conversation for the Ward family, you had mentioned that you played the French horn uh, as a kid and that you were involved in band and so on. I think you've been involved in a number of singing groups as as well, Valparaiso Singers, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So yeah, tell us a little bit more about your, your interest and passion for music.
1: I've always loved music. I've always had this deep spiritual connection with music. I've shared that with my dad. I remember growing up, I would play Handel's Messiah basically non-stop every December. My parents played classical music all the time. My dad's very into classical music. And I think more than any of the other kids, that really, I really had an affinity for the same. Boring classical music. Even after, again, it was one of those things where everyone else kind of liked classical music, but they kind of moved on, most of them, to other kinds of music that they really enjoyed listening to. And I just... Liked listening to classical music and I remember I chose French horn because French horn is the instrument you hear whenever a hero comes on to any kind of movie, right? Think about something like Star Wars or Indiana Jones or any of those. Harry Potter now, right? It's always French horn. The most heroic, the best instrument of all in my humble opinion. So I I played a lot of that and then I remember growing up going to my dad with my dad to ward choir practice. And I never was, nor am I now, a particularly good singer. I'm very strong musically, so I have a decent sense of pitch and rhythm and everything like that, and I enjoy music. But I've never really been a soloist, and if you've ever heard me sing, you'll, you'll be able to uh, attest to that fact. I'm not anywhere close to Sarah, for example. You should hear her sing a solo. She's quite good. But I've always enjoyed the social nature of singing. And so that's why, in high school, for example, I joined high school choir and I did drama. Um, I, I was uh, Harold Hill in my high school musical, of The Music Man. Um, and it, so that was fun, right? It wasn't something I was, I was excellent at, but it was something that, you know, really just bound me to other people and, 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 and I enjoyed. And so when Sarah and I... And I didn't do very much singing after college. I did a bunch of choirs in college as well. It was always a good excuse to go traveling, right? If you're in a musical group, you tend to travel a lot. So that's, that's a whole other topic for another day. But I remember when, when Sarah and I were newly married and we had moved to the Bay Area, there was someone... We were in the Sunnyvale Ward and someone said, hey, I don't suppose you'd be interested in singing for this choir called the Valparaiso Singers. It was a bunch of people from the Los Altos and Menlo Park Stakes and a few others that just sang really good you know, Christ-centered music. And so I was involved in that choir for a few years, and then the director passed away, unfortunately, Judith Stewart. And there was some turmoil as the choir was trying to find a new director, and finally the daughter of the former director came to me and asked me if I would do it. And even though the choir was never quite the same, I ended up becoming the conductor of the Valparaiso Singers, and found that I had quite an interest Uh, although not very much skill, but plenty of interest in conducting. So I conducted that choir for five years and that choir disbanded as part of the fallout from the pandemic. Um, But music and being involved in music has always been extremely important to me. I find few other ways to bring the spirit than to sing a good song, participate in a good musical group, whether you're singing or playing an instrument or whether or not, or whether you're just listening. It's a great way to, to make that connection, both with what the music is trying to convey, but as, as well as the other people that are making music with you or the people that you're listening to.
0: Just a lot of great things to connect with Jonathan around. So whether you are interested in music, whether you're interested in cycling and maybe want to accompany him for part of this stretch of the California coast, or just a, a nice ride in general, or you know potentially video games, um, particularly if you need a little extra help, it sounds like with Guitar Hero, he's your guy. Uh, or I got Mark your band back. or any of those. <laughs> like he, you know, in particular, he can definitely help you out there. But uh, just a lot of fun getting to know Jonathan. I know I've really enjoyed um, spending time with him and his family more broadly over the years. And so, um, if you don't know Jonathan, definitely come say hi to him and get to know him.